Hi there, it's Kathy. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. I am so excited that you're here with us today. And when I say with us, that's because my husband, Les, is with me today. Hi, Les. Hi, how are you? I'm good, and so are the listeners, I hope. Um, I wanted to tell you about the new format that I'm going to try for 2018. Now, if you've listened to the show before, you know that it's basically been an interview show, and we're going to try something new for 2018. We're still going to have interviews, but in addition to the interviews, at least once a month, it'll be either a solo show with just me talking, or it'll be with me and Les. Isn't that right, Les? Yes, that sounds like the plan. (laughs) So before we get in, and I do hope that you like the new format. Now I'm open to suggestions. So if you would like to let us know what you think, then just head on over to the show notes at rockyourretirement.com. And and there is a contact us button. And you can send us an email and let us know what you think of the new show, right? Do I have to do that if I have any suggestions? (laughs) No, no, you don't. You could just tell me when we're having dinner. Oh, good. (laughs) Okay, so Les... Did you want to talk about your condition? Now, some of us, okay, before we start talking about you, Les, let me just, um, for people who have not heard the show before, um, in the past, this has been a show with me interviewing people about different retirement issues. And one of the things that we didn't really talk about was sort of my personal life. And since November of 2016, we were hit with some devastating news. And quite honestly, doing this show really kind of helped me through it. I don't know about you, Les. Did it help you as well? Well, I was busy editing. <laughs> there was a few months when you weren't doing the editing. That's true. And those, and that was because um, during that time, you were really sick, right, Les? Well, I was going through chemo, so yes, I was not up to par. Do you want to talk about... What's what happened and well, real short. Um, yes, we discovered that I have stage four advanced metastatic prostate cancer, which means which means that I have prostate cancer actually in about eight places in my bones. And it's not bone cancer. No, no, it's not bone cancer. But since it is in your bones. That it was devastating to us. Yes, that's right. And, and so we had to decide right around this time last year what, what I was going to do. And we did decide that, uh, that I would go through chemotherapy. Which I was kind of against at first, right? Yeah, yes. And that I would also go through hormone blocking. And so we started that right about this time. And uh, I went through that for... Uh, six treatments over a period of three months, and I actually did pretty well because one of the other things that, that we did, thanks to Kathy, is we changed our diet. And that was really hard. <laughs> yes, it was, because because I had to do away with my cookies. Yeah, and Les loves I cookies. love my cookies. He does love his cookies, but but we think that this really helped. Yes, we think the diet helped, and then I also did a lot of reading on on supplements that you can take uh, that 
each supplement says that it stops cancer, of course, so I take them all. Right. <laughs> he takes like 100 supplements yeah. every day. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the supplement man. I turned from chemo man to supplement man. <laughs> but, you know, if somebody looked at Les right now, they would not think that he was sick. I mean, I, I have to tell you, the, one of the reasons why we didn't talk about this earlier was because last year, when, when we first found out, for the first three months or so, every time I tried to talk about it, I would just start crying, really. And I wanted to be strong for Les, because Les was going through his own thing, and I didn't want him to feel like he couldn't talk to me, because, you know, I'd burst into tears. <laughs> How did you feel about that, Les? When well, I mean, we both were dur- bursting into tears. It was a, it was a tough time, tough because we don't know what's what the future holds, and we didn't know what we were facing at the beginning of the year. And the doctors weren't really—they're not too helpful in in describing everything. I was doing lots of reading, so I kind of knew what I was going to be going through. But it was a little tough for me to describe that to Kathy. And they withheld information from us. Yeah. Well, maybe because they didn't know some things. You know, actually, because one patient is not the same as another patient. That's true. And some patients go through this, and it's absolutely devastatingly horrible. And then other patients go through it, and it's not quite so bad. And I was in that category, fortunately. Yeah, you were lucky. But they didn't give you, you know, when they were talking about your life expectancy... What did they say? I think they told you three and a half years. Right, three and a half years. Was the life expectancy on average, but that's actually not 100% everybody. Right, and now... So it's even less than three and a half years. Well, don't you think that you're probably going to live more than three and a half years, the way things are going? The way things are going, yes. The path is good. What happens with this type of cancer is that by starving it, keeping it from getting testosterone, the cancer stops growing. That's the stage I'm in right now. Over time, however, it the cancer changes and it becomes resistant to the androgen. Deprivation is what they call this, or castration also. And that's when the risk is so much higher because they don't really have a treatment for it. Hmm. So I don't know how long this is going to stay as being sensitive to androgen deprivation. So we don't know that. But if it continues, I'll be in okay shape. Of course, I have to deal with the side effects of the Lupron, the the drug that I'm taking to uh, block the testosterone. Right. And we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. So um, basically what you're saying is that the longer the androgen therapy works, the longer... I live. The longer you live. So... And that's why you chose to go with that therapy. Right, exactly. But of course, the therapy has its side effects. Yes, and it does. I don't how personal do you want to get? Can I ask you anything? Well, yeah, but if I it's can, too personal, just let me know cause... I can tell you as as well. I mean, uh, first thing the first thing you notice is you start to get numbness in your in your feet. That's that the first was, thing was, you noticed? That was one of the very first things I noticed. <laughs> right away? Yeah. After the first shot? Almost right away, yeah. In your whole foot or just your toes? It started in toes and came into my foot. And then 
I had swelling with my foot, too. Oh, yes. You had some major swelling. So there's that. But uh, the other things are I feel tired, more tired than I have before. I uh, am losing uh, muscle mass. I uh, uh, am gaining uh, a stomach that I didn't really have before. That's true. You never had a stomach before now, and now you have got a little bit of a tummy, for sure. Yeah. Not too bad, not too bad. I'm not going to be beer belly less. What about the hot flashes? Oh, yes, I have the hot flashes. (laughs) So basically, Les now gets to relive the the hot flashes, the weight gain, and everything that I went through. (laughs) That's right. Then there are some other secondary effects that are kind of nasty, like uh, memory loss. That's true. Balance. They're just a lot of bad things. And And these are some of the reasons why I did not want you to go on this therapy. Yeah, and I could, but I think what would happen is that I just, it would shorten my life. You know, that's, it's pretty clear that that would be the case because my PSA, which is the measure of how much the cancer is growing, would very likely increase at a, at a fast rate. My problem, apparently, now that I've talked to a lot of different people who've had this and also who treat it, is that I have a low PSA, and low PSA is usually tied with more aggressive forms of this cancer. So that's why I have to watch my PSA even more than the normal person would. Some people have a PSA, but when they discover this stage of the disease, have PSAs in the thousands. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yes. And yours is what? Mine at the at the peak was two. 2.79. And that's why the doctors didn't think anything of it. And and to be honest, okay, so I'm just going to back up and tell a little bit of our story and correct yeah. me if I say anything that's wrong. So Les knew that he had prostate cancer in his 50s. And he went through brachytherapy, is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. That's so, C, um, radioactive radioactive. C. Yeah, he went through this radioactive process where it killed the disease basically. And then he would go to the doctor every six months to get his PSA tested. And then about a year or so ago, he started noticing that his PSA was going up. And the doctors, because the PSA was so low, now it was was under three at the peak, they kind of poo-pooed him and didn't really think any... They said they don't really deal with the, the problem until you have something like PSA of 10. Right, a PSA of 10. Now... We'll just tell you what happened. So Les came home one day and was complaining because his new doctor didn't want to do anything about his PSA. And he was alarmed. And he had looked at this a couple of times and said, you know, I know it's low, but it is increasing at an alarming rate. And the doctor would not do anything about it. And so he comes home and I said, look, honey, you've got really good insurance. Why don't you go and see another doctor, which he did. One of my friends who had is treated at the same hospital, and he had uh, good experience with a urologist, so I uh, went to see that urologist. And then that urologist gave you what kind of scan? Well, immediately he looked at my charts, and he said, uh, we need to do a PET scan. And so, uh, so... What happened was that I had this PET scan, and that's when they discovered all these metastases, or METs as they call them. 
And then we found out on election day, 2016, yes, that Les had cancer. And so when everybody else was upset about the election, we had our own issues. And one of the reasons why I don't follow politics right now is because I want to lead a less stress life. And so a lot of my friends are dealing with, you know, they're very upset about politics. I don't follow it at all. I wish you wouldn't follow it either, Les. Yeah, I know. I can't, I can't help myself. <laughs> so he gets stressed out. But one of the things that we thought about briefly when we found out that he had cancer was suing the doctor because he had repeatedly requested that they do something about his PSA and the doctors just blew him off. But we decided that we weren't going to do anything because of the stress because it wouldn't change anything. Yep. And it would just cause a lot of stress, which would probably lead to the disease going faster. So Les, do you want to talk about leading a less stressful life when you're fighting a disease? Well, I mean, that's a tough thing because uh, it's, it's all mental. Uh, there are a couple of things, though, that, that I think really contribute to being less stressful. One in particular is all the support of friends and family that I have. I think that just makes me feel like they're in it with me in a way, and they're pulling for me. And so I don't have to do it all on my shoulders. Now, of course, you know, it's not exactly that way, but that relieves stress. The other thing is it's a mental attitude. I I just don't feel that I'm going to let myself go ballistic on anything. And um, even though the politics do get me sometimes, Honestly, I try to like, if I could, I would totally limit his television and radio and uh, internet. That would cause me more <laughs> stress than, than, than the politics, I have to tell you. <laughs> so it's a, it's a matter of doing the things that, that you need to get done, you know, uh, throw yourself into work activities. If it's not work, it's pleasure activities to take your mind off of the of the thing that would cause you stress. And we pretty much done a lot of that. I have tried to get rid of our junk in the house. We have so much stuff, just like Who everybody doesn't? else. Yeah, everybody has stuff. That's why Lisa Woodruff has been on the show several times. <laughs> That's right. And it's for very good reason, because this is, this is a problem that all people of our age have. And it's tough for me, because... Uh, I come from a family of pack rats, and it's tough for me to throw things away or give things away, even even if I know that it's going for a good cause. You know why? Because every time we get rid of something, we need it about a week later, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. So I'm still in that process, and, and it's it's a slow process, but we have... I took a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of my tools, which are near and dear to my heart, to... Habitat for Humanity. That's so awesome. They yeah. are such a worthy organization. Yes, and they and they could they definitely appreciated it. And so that kind of stuff, I have to continue doing that kind of thing. And it's just preparing for for the next phase and keeping my mind on on those things and not on how I feel or anything else. But I have to tell you, I'm feeling halfway decent. I do have aches and pains now and then, but it's it's really not bad. You know, it's hard to, it's, it's kind of scary every time Les comes up with a new pain because 
part of you is going, oh my gosh, it's a cancer. And then on the other hand, age, uh, do you want to talk about how old you are? Yes, I'm 73. So you're like, okay, is it the fact that you're 73 or is it the fact that you have cancer? So every time he tells me that he's got a new ache, somewhere in the back of my mind is, oh my gosh, it's the cancer. But then I have to remind myself, well, maybe, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's not the yeah, cancer. Yes, like my sciatica in the last three weeks. That's normal. I've had that throughout my life. Here I am thinking maybe it's bone pain. I'm pretty sure that it's not, so I dismiss that. But there, there are these pains that I can't, it's hard to describe. They're needle, uh, it's like a needle is stuck into me. Didn't they say that that would happen? That's part of the neuropathy yeah. or whatever? Yeah, it's part of the, the Lupron side effects. And uh, I, I'm um, involved with an organization called Us Too, which are prostate cancer patients and survivors. Many posts that are on that that, um, that talk about some of these side effects. It helps to have someone else say, I have this pain in my left third toe that uh, lasted for about three hours, and then it went away. And I know that's exactly the kind of thing that I had. So I know that, that it's a normal uh, side effect of the, of the drug. It is nice to have somebody else who's going through the same thing as you are yeah. to, to talk to. Because obviously, I don't know, I'll never know what it's like to have prostate cancer. And hopefully, knock on wood, I will never know what it's like to have cancer. Cancer in general, yeah. In general. Um, and I think that's why I started the Facebook group, to just provide a place for people who are trying to figure out what to do with their you know, baby boomer lifestyle. And if you're not a member yet of that group, just head on over to rockyourretirement.com slash community, and you can request access to the free, the free group. So basically, I just wanted to say that, you know, Les is doing really well. Like I said, if you met him, you would not know that he had cancer unless we told you. And I'm just really pleased with the way things have gone over the past year. I am too. Now, of course, there's one side effect that is kind of a, <laughs> a nasty one for, and for what is that, any Les? couples. And that, that's absolute zeroing of the drive for intimacy. Right. And, and we obviously, we've had a couple of people on the show that talk about what you can do. You know, Sue Goldstein, you remember that episode, Les? Yep. So have we done any of those things? No, we haven't. <laughs> so why is We're that? We're so busy. I mean, we, we, we do have a busy life, I have to say. That kind of thing you kind of put off. I'm feeling better generally, so it's probably time that we take on that issue. It is nice to be intimate with your spouse. Yes, Absolutely. And now you have a blog that you write in occasionally, or how often do you write in your blog? Like once well, a month? I haven't haven't been keeping up in the last. Yeah, it was more than once a month. Uh, it was like every few weeks, and uh, and I haven't just recently much into it because uh, I've been so busy with this other project that I was working on. So do you do you want to talk about your blog or no? Well, my blog. I have two posts. Uh, one is on Facebook, or sets of posts, I should say. One is on pace, Facebook, and the other is lesshascancer.com, 
a What's blog. the difference between the two? The Facebook is aimed at friends and family pretty much. The other one is aimed at those who are interested in more detail, people that have prostate cancer, my doctor maybe, you know, anyone who, who might be interested. Some of my friends are interested in the details because they have high PSAs, you know. Okay, and they can find that at lesshascancer.com? Yeah, and I go into excruciating detail, telling everybody... <laughs> excruciating detail. Yes, telling everybody what I went through with chemo and so on. Okay. And, uh, so hopefully it's hel- helpful to people. Okay, well, good. Well, thank you so much, Les, for sharing about your, your you know, experiences with your cancer, and I'm sure that the audience, if they've had experiences, they will appreciate that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about our plans for 2018. Want to support the show? I do this show as a love project for you, the listener, but I have expenses. I have to pay for the hosting of this show every month. There's also the creation of the show notes. There's the editing, because I certainly can't do that myself. So I've created a place where you can go to support the show for as little as a dollar a month. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support and select your level of support. It would mean the world to me. Welcome back to the Rocky Retirement Show. This is Kathy Klein, the host, and I'm here with Les, my husband. And we just got done talking about Les's condition that we've been dealing with over the past year. And now we're going to talk about what we're doing in 2018. And the first thing that I'd like to say is that we're living our lives. You know, we're not dwelling on the fact that Les has cancer. I mean, it's obviously it's, it's there. We know he has cancer, but we don't really, I mean, it's not something that we discuss every day, right, Les? Well, we dwell on the fact that I can't have any cookies. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He does. And you could, if you changed your mind about the whole sugar thing. Yeah, that's true. But I think we we fully believe that the sugar, cutting back on the sugar is helping his condition. Now, maybe it's not. Maybe he... I don't want to find out. <laughs> right. We don't want to find out. And so it's just our belief. We fully believe that sugar feeds cancer. And so we're going to stay away from it. And, you know, we had some friends bring us some candy over the holidays. And to be honest, we got rid of it. And... I personally am not on a 100% no sugar diet. I do eat sugar occasionally, but to be honest, it's not good for me either. And so my life doesn't depend on it the way that we think that less is, does, but I don't keep that kind of stuff in the house. Like we don't we don't have cereal in the house. We don't have pasta. You know, we we're pretty much on a very on a low carb diet. Right, Les? Yes. So that being said, we are trying to live our lives as well as we can. And because right now less is really healthy, we are going to try to spend some really quality time building memories together while we have the chance. Because we don't know how long you're going to be healthy, do we, Les? Nope. So one of the things that we decided to do was to take some major trips in 2018. The first trip that we're going to take is going to be in March, and we're going to China. 
It's probably too late for you to join us on that trip. If you're interested in going to China, I don't remember what day it is, Les. Was it like the 18th or something like that? Yeah, something like that, but in March. Yeah, it's in March. And if you're interested in joining us on that trip, just go to the show notes and send us an email and let us know you're interested and we'll send you the information. Just to give you the theme, we're on a hotspot tour. Hotspot tour, yeah, right. <laughs> we're going to the hot spots. A couple of years ago, we went to Greece and Turkey right after the bombing of the Turkey, <laughs> of the airport in Turkey. Right. And then they can't, we, we actually weren't sure if we wanted to go on that tour right after the bombing. Right, right. And we prayed about it and the prayers came back. Oh, it's yeah. so funny because we asked our friends and half of them said, oh, go. And the other half said, no, no don't, don't go. go. <laughs> so we prayed about it and we decided to go. So this next one is China, as Kathy has said, but that's the end point. We uh, go f- to Hong Kong first, then to Taiwan, then to Korea, Korea and then to, to China. Do you so think we'll make it home? <laughs> it's the Korea part that, uh, that'll be the interesting thing. It might not be the cancer that we have to worry about. We have to hope that Korea is still there when we get there, you know. <laughs> Okay, so that's the trip in March. So where are we going in August? Well, we're going to Catalonia or Spain, depending on how that comes out. Let's just call it Barcelona. Yeah, it'll be Barcelona, uh, (laughs) which is the capital of Catalonia, if if Catalonia breaks away from Spain. Right, so we always go where there's unrest. Yes, yes, unrest. (laughs) Not on purpose, but it just seems to turn out that way, doesn't it? I can't get Kathy to go to the Middle East, though. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere where women are considered property. Sorry. (laughs) So anyway, let's talk about the Barcelona trip. So that one, you actually, listener, might be able to join us if you'd like. Now, I have to be honest, I haven't contacted the travel agency or anything like that to see if we can get a group rate. But Les and I are already scheduled to go on that cruise. And it leaves on August 26th. It is Norwegian, and um, it's it goes to Barcelona, then Naples, Italy, then Rome, then Florence, then... Les, how do you pronounce that again? It's not Cannes. Con. Con. <laughs> Why do they spell it like Cannes if they pronounce it Con? Yeah, well... That's ridiculous. Anyway, and then it goes to Spain, Palma, Majorca... Majorca. Majorca, <laughs> Spain, and then back to Barcelona, and um, if you'd like to join us, go to the show notes, post a comment, and if enough if enough people want to join us, or you can also send us an email through the um, through the website, then we'll see if there's a way to get a group rate so that you can join us possibly at a discount, or at least we could all get together once uh, during the seven day cruise for you know a little get together. That would be my hope. What do you think about that, Les? Yeah, that'd be great if if we could have group of people we know you know this that's one of the best things about these uh, cruises if, is if you can meet people or be with people that you know it makes everything a lot more interesting than just the two of us and I feel like a lot of my listeners might know me a little bit better than I know them that's probably true yeah. um, but I love meeting my listeners and you know I have been getting some feedback I've been getting some emails and I've been getting some uh, reviews on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. And if if you sent me an email 
or if you reviewed the show, I really, you can't even imagine how much I appreciate that. There's been several times when I've considered quitting the show. You know, sometimes it's discouraging. Sometimes you don't know how many people are, well, you know how many people are listening because I, I get the stats, but I don't know who is listening unless you let me know. And you can do that by going to the show notes. You can do that by going to the Facebook group and just letting me know when there's an episode that really resonates with you. Right, Les? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So it's been now probably about 20, 30 minutes we've been talking. Is there anything that you want to say before we say goodbye? No, but I'm glad to actually be a part of your podcast. (laughs) I've not been that way as the editor. Editors are kind of quiet. (laughs) But uh, now I'll get the opportunity to edit myself. Well, I was also hoping one of the things that I want to do on the solo or shows that we do together is we can talk about things that happen in our lives, but we can also talk about what we think of some of the other episodes, you know, how it helped us personally or, you know, what we thought of the episodes. Yeah, that's one of the best parts of being an editor, by the way, and that is that I I, uh, am able to listen to the episode and actually listen to it. Oh, he listens way intently. Listen to it. (laughs) Because he he, uh, makes the show sound better, which I I greatly appreciate, Les. I try. This this episode, I won't have to be removing too many ums, though. That's that's a good thing. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so we are so glad that you joined us today. On this is will be released on January first. So we hope that you have a very 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 wonderful 2018 New Year. Happy New Year! Thanks again. And we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.